It's my podcast. Change, change, change. Of course we're talking about change. Of course. Why not? So, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you the truth, too. Here's my podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? My name is Andre. I'm both host and founder of this wonderful company called BSTL. And what does BSTL stand for? It stands for Building Something That Lasts. I hope everybody's doing all right. Um, I hope that you've had a wonderful week. And of course, it is Monday, 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, uh, can I tell you guys, uh, I'm excited uh, because apparently we're in Belgium now. Uh, BSTL, this podcast has made its way all the way around uh, to Belgium. And I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited not just to kind of rhyme off these different countries, but I'm excited because this is a conversation that is slowly but surely making its way around the world. And so guess what? If you are one of those that have been enjoying these series of conversations through these episodes on this podcast and platform, please don't forget to like and subscribe and share it with your friends and family. And even though we do a lot of uh, discussions about uh, leadership, the reality is leadership is not just relegated to the office or to the marketplace or to the workplace. Leadership is what we do in all areas of our lives. So here's the thing. Today, I want to have another conversation with you all. And this conversation today, I've entitled it, Don't Retreat, Regroup. Don't Retreat, Regroup. So one of the things that I've always enjoyed watching, not because I'm into uh, blood and, and, and guns and all that other stuff, but I don't know, I just have this uh, propensity to watch things about war um, because I kind of like the way that stories unfold themselves. I, I like uh, the fact that you've got two uh, opposing individuals that are standing on the opposite side of one another. And whether or not it's for the right reasons or, or not, the reality is is that out of war, we, we learn some things. And of course, anybody that makes uh, for a good a screenwriter, a good producer, whatever it is, uh, they just know how to put the pieces together. And I know that often these movies, they are out of real stories. And of course, there's a little bit of embellishment because maybe they don't put all the pieces back together in the right kind of way. But here's the reality. Uh, Whenever you have two opposing uh, individuals, you know that there's going to be one winner and one who is either the loser or heavily wounded. Uh, That is the reality, right? And that's kind of what makes war what it is. Of course, I'm not endorsing violence. I, I think that we ought to preserve life to the best of our ability, but that's what makes for a great war story. There's always this major story and then there's this sub story, right? So the reality is, is that I think that the power of leadership often finds itself um, in the sub-story. You know, the main line, we can see it. The soldiers, the tanks, the drones, they're all on the front line, and it's chaotic there. But somewhere within 
that chaos, there's also another story that's happening simultaneously. There's some leader that's got their boots on the ground, and for some reason or another, they've been pinned down. And here's the thing. Sometimes with war, uh, what you think is the enemy is your friend, and what you think is the friend is your enemy. And the reality is there's always going to be uh, this subplot where one soldier and their troops have somehow uh, found a way to be disengaged or separated from the rest of the group, and they've got to figure it out. They've got large casualties. They've got a lot of people who are wounded. They've got some who have been killed. And the list goes on and on. And some way and somehow, because they've been left behind, because there's so much happening around them, the reality is is that they're kind of stuck, like right where they are, whether it's underneath the rubble or behind enemy lines, whether they're in a valley somewhere or even if they're in a mountainous area, the, the reality is they are in isolation. And most of these movies, the way that that I love um, how they are portrayed and painted is that either it's the leader that has to remain with those that have been separated or there's a leader that emerges because the main leader has been killed or been trapped or lost or wounded. There's always somebody that emerges from the rebel. And really, this is part of the conversation that we're having today, right? Because, you know, often when we would have watched in cartoons, you know, when I was younger, cartoons was a real big thing. It wasn't YouTube. It wasn't TikTok. It was cartoons, right? And the reality is, is that in these cartoons and movies, you'd often hear somebody screaming, retreat, retreat. And the reality is they were supposed to, like, go backwards and 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 fall back. And they had to have a new strategy. And they were going to reinforce themselves. And hopefully they would get some new troops and new weapons from, uh, you know, the general. And sometimes it just doesn't work that way. But here's maybe what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about the idea of regrouping versus retreating. So let's start off with the retreat. I, I think that retreating, and we're now talking about leadership, retreating is important uh, because you want to live to see another day, right? So the idea around retreating, I'm not demonizing it. I'm not trying to make it seem as though leaders who say, all right, look, we've got to start again. We've got to scrap this and do it all over again. I mean, to each his own. Uh, but the more I lead is the more I realize that the reality is the idea of retreating is a little bit unfair. And maybe I'm going to try to explain it to you. When, when leaders are going through it and they have some things that they have to deal with and it seems as though the enemy is going to take them over. And when I say the enemy, the enemy is not even just personnel, right? We know that sometimes people don't get along with you as the leader. There's no way around it. There will always be conflict. There will always be something that should have happened and it didn't happen. I mean, there's no way around that. But the reality is, is that even though there's no control over some of the things that happen that create negative experiences, moments of rejection, and the list goes on, leaders who at times feel as though the only option out um, is retreating, they miss out on a golden opportunity. So let me explain to you what I think the golden opportunity is. When somebody retreats, they are basically going to find a way to kind of preserve themselves and then re-engage the enemy. 
Well, the challenge is, is that by retreating and, and, and trying to re-engage the enemy, the office, the, uh, the thing that has to be done, the project that may not be working so well, by retreating, time is still elapsing. And while leaders that, uh, you know, retreat and say to themselves, we're going to try and uh, come back stronger, the reality is, while you are strategizing and trying to create this new way forward uh, because the old way didn't work, the reality is those that you are going to have to re-engage with, whether they are employees or a project that is way that you're in way over your head, the reality is it's not the same by the time you return. So this idea around regrouping while you are still in the heat of the battle means that there's not this disengagement, right? So what happens is, is that when you retreat, time is still elapsing. You know, you're still behind schedule. You still aren't 100% sure if what you are going to do is really going to work well. I mean, all of those things are still happening while you are behind and uh, behind a wall and perhaps uh, safe uh, for a few moments. The reality is the, the battle is still going on. I'm here today advocating for the idea around regrouping because I think when you regroup while you are in the midst of the battle, it allows you to have a purview of what's happening around you and how to deal with it real time. So let me tell you what one of the struggles are, right? So when you are a leader and you're taking some hits, right, whether it's uh, with those that you are leading, uh, sometimes people are not always honest. Uh, sometimes you've got some individuals who have influence that may or may not be greater than yours, and they are working tirelessly to um, uproot you and get rid of you or try to make it seem as though you're not able to do what you're supposed to do. Um, and or you may have a situation in that you have to lead through that you've never been through before. And the truth is you've read a lot of books. You've seen what a lot of authors have to say. Uh, but the reality is there are some things that no one has written about because it's never happened, right? And when I say it's never happened, the, the situation you're in is unique to your situation. Uh, it doesn't mean that other people have not gone through a similar type of thing, but they haven't gone through it with the same names, the same office, the same level of leadership. They don't know about those things. So this idea around regrouping, what makes it so powerful and what makes it so important is that while you are there in the midst of whatever this battle looks like, you've got to kind of learn how to work with what it is real time. And here's the thing, like one of the things I've discovered, whether you are the leader or an emerging leader, there is always going to be individuals that are around you that are willing to fight with you and for you, even though you've never gone into battle with them. And maybe the reason why I'm saying this is, is so important to me, at least, is that sometimes as leaders, you um, are, are often thrusted into these moments of uncertainty so that you can actually see what you really have around you, right? And I don't know if you're like me. I mean, I've worked on some really strong teams before, and then I've worked on some teams that are not so strong. I mean, they don't have the skill sets. And maybe the truth is I didn't have the skill sets either. And so you're now 
in the midst of a situation. Uh, it, it, it has created a threat uh, to what you're trying to do. And the reality is you're not sure, how am I going to get through this? How am I going to navigate this? There's not a textbook that I have. I can't reach out to my mentor right now. And the truth is by regrouping with those that are with you in the thick of the battle, you all have the capacity to now do something, even though there may not necessarily be a high level of experience in that moment. And here's the thing, um, to leaders, and, and some of us, um, the way that we function, we have a tendency of burying our heads in the sand and hoping that by the time you pull your head out, something will have changed or, you know, maybe the, the, the battle has mysteriously picked up and gone somewhere. But that's generally not the way that it is, right? So this idea that, you know what, if I bury my head long enough, my adversaries, those that are against me, maybe they'll go somewhere. I've learned and I've worked long enough to know that when people see that you've buried your head in the sand and you're not going to come out and at least give it a, a hurrah or an effort, that only further strengthens what it is that they are doing to oppose you that only uh, delays the inevitable inevitable because the reality is you still got this project that has to be completed like your 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 those that you report to they're not going to say forget about the project because it's not coming together the way that you had it in mind they still have an expectation that you are going to complete the thing that you've started so here's the other thing and this is the elephant in the room and if i'm to be honest uh, it's not that I welcome it or love it. The reality is, whenever you find yourself in a predicament that looks as though you may not be able to overcome it, you are actually in the midst of an experience that will actually propel you and catapult you forward to the point where you now know how to navigate that thing, which you would have never been able to do if you had not been put in that position. And here's the thing. This is what allows for, um, you know, I, I, I like what LinkedIn does, right? I like the way that it networks. Like, I wish I was um, able to have come up with LinkedIn myself. But it's, it's, a, it's such a vast um, network of individuals who all have different stories that they tell, different experiences um, that they come from. And the reality is online, when you're looking at individuals who and leaders who are leading people and who have tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of followers, I promise you, if you have an opportunity to meet with them and sit down with them and figure them out and, and ask them where have they come from, they will tell you that part of the reason why they are where they are is that they chose not to retreat, but they chose to regroup in the moment, in the space. You know, they decided that instead of uh, quitting and finding a new job or uh, asking for a demotion or just giving up altogether, they decided that, you know what, if I'm already here and since I'm already here, I might as well do my best to kind of figure out what can I do in this moment that is unprecedented, that I've never seen before. I haven't read my way through this before, so I got to figure this thing out real time. And to those of us that have been leading during this pandemic, I mean, this has been the greatest of times and the worst of times. 
And when I say the worst of times, what I mean is that we're all navigating through something that is uncertain. I mean, it's going to be 10 years from now when all of the books begin to hit the shelves that we, we hear about how people got through. But right now, nobody really, really knows who's going through and how they're making it through. You know, I was watching CN, uh, CNN just earlier today, and I was listening to Don Lemon uh, talking about some things. And the reality is nobody knows where the market is going. Nobody knows what all of this is going to look like. Some of the numbers that normally mean that something is trending in a specific direction, uh, it doesn't mean that anymore. And some of the, of the numbers that meant that something was trending in an opposite direction, it doesn't mean that anymore. But here's what I do know, that when we choose as leaders to be courageous and fight our way through wherever we are, the truth is that uh, experience becomes so unique and personal to you that it actually puts you in a very elite class. And when I say elite, it just means you are one of the few leaders that will be blessed enough if you can uh, tolerate and get through and fight your way through and stand courageously, you will become one of the few that will be able to become a storyteller that will be able to share with others the things that you were thinking that you've been through and how you actually went through it. So what does regrouping look like? You know, because sometimes when we are going through it, we don't want to admit what, what blind spot um, sided me. What was it that I uh, did in this situation that created where I am right now? You know, analysis is such a key, important thing when we think about battles and wars and engaging the enemy. Sometimes in this engagement, it's not just those that oppose you, it's also you, because sometimes you can be your worst enemy. So part of the reason why you are here and where you are isn't because of opposition. It's not because the project requires you to manage in a way that you've never been before. It's that you're currently here because there is a thing about you as a leader that needs to develop, that needs to grow, that needs to shift and needs to be reshapen in such a way that it puts you on the other side of things in a way that um, ultimately won't allow for you to ever make that kind of mistake in that same kind of way. So this regrouping is important because it allows you to, first of all, assess who you are in the moment. But then it also allows you to assess what are the opportunities that I have in this moment. And I'm not so much talking about SWOT analysis. No, no, no. I'm I'm literally just talking about what are the opportunities that are here. Because if you don't engage uh, with whatever it is, whether like I said, whether it's an employee that is toxic to the environment, whether it's an assignment that you've never had to complete before, here's the other thing. In this moment where an opportunity is created in the midst of this battle that you've never been before, you should also be looking for not just the way to complete the task that you've been assigned to do, you also need to take a look at what else is going to come out of this simultaneously, even though this is not what the focal point is, see? And this is why um, critical analysis, uh, how we view the data, what we do with the data, how we choose to analyze the data, will either position us to be in a place to do something that is monumental or just average. 
And maybe here's what I'm also saying as I'm talking about regrouping. I mean, if you're going to go through the battle, you might as well come out as iron. You might as well come out as a diamond. Like, you don't want to come out, um, you know, and, and people say, you know, I can't believe you didn't grow more. No, this is an opportunity for you, me, us, all of us to grow in such a way that any organization that you decide that you would like to partner with, including the one that you are currently working with, they should be able to see that you are able to do things at a level that no one else is able to do. So why is this whole idea of regrouping better than retreating? Because when you are retreating, the enemy is still pushing forward. And some way and somehow when we regroup where we are, it at least holds the line until we can get some reinforcement. And here's the thing, in order to get reinforcement, you've got to admit, I need help. <laughs> oh, I'm smiling over here because this is the challenge sometimes for us. As leaders, we don't like to ask for help. Uh, and, and let me just say this, I, I understand why. Because maybe up until that moment, everyone assumed that you didn't need help. Um, everyone assumed that because you do things so well and so effortlessly, you don't require any help. But if you lead long enough, here's the reality. At some point or another, you are going to need help. And part of what makes you a great leader is acknowledging that you do need help despite what you're going through so that you will also realize that in order for me to build a team that is going to be better and stronger than what I'm currently working with, I've got to add some new pieces to what I'm doing. And the reason why I'm adding some pieces is not because I'm tapping out. I'm adding some pieces because the challenge that I'm going through is going to require a stronger, broader team with more skill sets, more ideas, different educational background, different life experience, different generational assistance, and the list goes on. So when you keep that line, despite the challenges and despite how difficult it is to navigate whatever you're going through in that moment, the reality is that opposition, that enemy, that project is also going to show you where we need to move further and forward as a team with some new pieces to ensure that we don't spend our career on the retreat, but we are constantly regrouping. You know, it's kind of like a I like making pasta sometimes for my kids. They like pasta, different kinds of pasta. You name the pasta, they like it. As long as it's seasoned well, they'll eat it. That's the truth. And, you know, in order for the pasta to not stick, you know, I often put a little bit of uh, virgin olive oil or sometimes I'll put a little bit of coconut um, oil in there just for a different flavor, but the oil nonetheless. And when I put the oil in this pot as I'm making this pasta and I'm seasoning it and so on and so forth, the reality is as I'm doing that, here's what I've discovered. The oil never sits where it is. And yet the oil doesn't jump out of the pot just because it doesn't necessarily meld so well with the water that it's boiling with. And the reality is, as a leader, you have to understand that when you are regrouping, you're not asking for a way out of the pot. You're trying to find a way to coexist with whatever the challenge is and the dilemma until you can now move the line forward. Because ultimately, that's what leadership is. 
it's not your job to toe the line until the next leader comes in to take these hits that you have not been courageous enough to overcome. No, your job as a leader is to constantly move, like they say in football, the pigskin forward towards the other side of the field. And here's the thing. If we learn to appreciate the regrouping process within the process, then maybe retreat no longer becomes an option. And maybe retreat is not going to be the way that we lead, because if we're leading well, we are constantly redefining who we are and how we are working while we are moving forward. So what's this conversation about today? It really is about courage. And the best leaders on this planet, whether we like them or not, they usually choose to show up every single day, even when they know what will they will be facing. And even if they don't know what they will be facing, they still show up because at the end of the day, every time we retreat, we actually have to move and work harder to push forward. But if we can regroup where we are, analyze, assess, and get some people on our team who can help to reinforce what we're trying to do, I actually think that we'll be bigger, better, and stronger. So don't retreat. Regroup. And while you're regrouping, remember this. As a leader, you don't have to be perfect, but you do have to find people who can help you to be successful as you help them also. My name's Andre, and again, don't forget to subscribe, share, and like. And if you want to reach out to have a conversation with me, bstlinc21 at gmail.com. I hope you enjoyed. See you guys next time. Hi, everybody. It's time for the recap. And here are just three takeaways that I'd like to leave with you this week as you reflect. Number one, as leaders, there is no shame in regrouping. Regrouping allows for self-preservation, which is important sometimes, and it also allows you to see what you may need to do to live to see another day. Number two, when you retreat, remember that time is still elapsing. Seize the opportunity to regroup, preview, and see what's happening around you, and consider how to encounter the real underlining issue. Three, Ensure that you recruit whenever possible. This allows you to build reinforcements around you and to hold the front line while you create a better plan or a better way forward. Hope you've enjoyed. See you all next week. Bye for now.